The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down on a Monday night uh, meltdown. As the more things change, the more they stay the same. All right? This show isn't even live right now, okay? Like, we can just save this uh, for, like, you know, eternity. In which basically, well, the Atlanta Falcons blew it again. The Atlanta Falcons suck. Well, the Atlanta Falcons uh, choked. The Atlanta Falcons didn't show up tonight. The Atlanta Falcons didn't seem like they cared. The Atlanta Falcons talked smack all night, even though they were losing all night. Matt Ryan's arm is shot. Uh, Brian Hoyer sucks. Um, you know, basically, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Kansas City Chiefs won. Like, uh, Yankees won. You know, Rays lost. You know, more things change, the more they stay the same. Bill O'Brien sucks. You know, Bill O'Brien at least got fired. I don't know. I was going to say, does that make you feel better? <laughs> Doesn't make me feel better. It makes Deshaun Watson feel better. It's funny. Just last night, I went on a tirade uh, about how Bill O'Brien was ruining Deshaun Watson's career. And uh, here we are right now. Uh, Matt Stafford can sympathize. But, hey, Stafford, you've already made a lot of money and stuff like that. Is that Matt Patricia? I don't care, man. Matt, Matt Patricia is a worse coach than Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn needs to be fired. Like, if if you don't fire Dan Quinn, like, it's just basically, like, it's gross negligence on the behalf of the Atlanta Falcon organization. Like, at what point? Like, like what would it take? Like, at what point do you watch the games and, and say to yourself, well, you know what? I don't know if this is working. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's not, Mr. Blank. It's not. And at this point, I don't know. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, why not just tank and get Trevor Lawrence? You imagine Trevor Lawrence zinging a football with those stud wide receivers as opposed to that old man, Matt Ryan? Old man Ryan. You want that old man Ryan with his uh, his fingers on the button? Like, you know, quarterbacks just, like, age, like, rapidly and stuff. Like, Matt Ryan, I said Matt Ryan's turning into Andy Dalton. That's That's wrong. You know, that, that's that's wrong. He's worse. He's like Joe Flacco without a Super Bowl ring. Like, Matt Ryan's going to be one of these guys that's just going to be, like, real bad fast. Like, he won't be playing forever, this guy. Portrait's late night continue. Bring it. Sports crew. 
MyGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Renzi throwing it down. The Monday night uh, meltdown. Kansas City Chiefs uh, victorious. Green Bay Packers uh, victorious. So uh, they all remain uh, perfect. Although it's hard to call KC perfect. They really didn't play great. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, they're 4-0 uh, right now. And um, the Green Bay Packers also uh, improved to 4 and all the Atlanta Falcons 0 and 4 uh, Bill O'Brien lost his job for being 0 and 4 you know normally you don't have a black Monday this early in the season but like truth be told uh Dan Quinn needs to go I mean there's there's and I know you know oh no no now their schedule gets easier and stuff and it's not just Dan Quinn but they actually like it's it's time now like who's the backup quarterback there Matt Schaub Matt Schaub like you guys, your quarterback, if you took the arm strength of both your quarterbacks, you couldn't throw it 50 yards. Like, it's time in Atlanta right now. You guys need to start thinking about a quarterback. Like, I don't know if you want to run him out of town now, this year, like in the next year, but like Matt Ryan can't be playing. Matt Ryan can't be the Atlanta Falcon quarterback two years from now. Like maybe next year is his last year, but the guy's hitting a wall. He's got no velocity. He's not mobile. Um, and he's a choker. Other than that, he's great. Let's bring in George Kurtz right now. What's going on, George? So you're not the president of the Matt Ryan fan club. Have I got that right? No. Well, it's, you know, people, we can blame Dan Quinn and Dan Quinn needs to go. I mean, but two things can be right as well. You know, like, look, dude, tonight, Greasy, and I don't often hear the broadcast because I'm normally on during the games, but, you know, I, I heard a lot of this broadcast tonight in between shows and, it's pretty bad, like, when Greasy is calling you out the way that he is. And I respect Greasy. All right? Greasy was a good quarterback. Greasy, you know, listen, Tom Brady was Greasy's backup, all right, uh, at Michigan. Uh, Brian Greasy won a national championship with the Michigan Wolverines. He was an adequate quarterback in the NFL. Um, so, at least, you know, he's got a little bit of credibility. And a great example tonight, George, there was a free play, all right? Green Bay clearly jumped offside, George. What did Matt Ryan do? Matt Ryan sort of stood around for a second, 
ran two yards and slid. Brian, like Greasy said, what would Aaron Rodgers do? Strike in the end zone? And they showed the stats of Aaron Rodgers. Like, in his career, he's got, like, 14 touchdown passes or something on free plays. Like, basically, when he sees it's a free play, like, he'll go to the end zone. Like, not just throw it, but he's like, all right, I'm going to the end zone now. It's a free play. Matt Ryan just slides. Like, I don't know. Matt Ryan's been in the league for how many years now, bro? And is there a guy other than Daniel Jones who has less pocket awareness that you're about to be hit from behind? I mean, for the love of God. It's like at some point, you know what I mean? Like as humans, you know, like, you know, kids will figure out, all right, if I step onto the street, I'll get hit by this truck, right? Like they understand the laws of physics. Matt Ryan doesn't seem to understand that. Like he drops back and he has no idea that he's about to get hit, even though he's been back there for eight seconds. Like the guy's just a moron. I don't don't know. I could go on and on, but like he's, he's like Andy Dalton. He's turned into Andy Dalton. I can't argue with you much. I mean, uh, I've been uh, on Ryan. I've said many times that if Ryan was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, he would be getting killed because he does sort of the same things that Romo does. He wins regular season games, doesn't win big games. Yes, he should have won the Super Bowl if they would have done a little bit better uh, offensive game planning there. But other than that, he's made a lot of mistakes here. As far as him going away, it's no time soon. I mean, he signed through 23, but more importantly, Dead cap next year be forty nine, almost fifty million dollars. So he's not going anywhere next year. He's the quarterback. In twenty two, it's half that, twenty six point five million. He's probably wow. the quarterback then too. He took a twenty three is the earliest they can really get out of that contract, where the dead cap money would only be eight point six million. Then he's a free agent the year after that. So uh, they're they're stuck with him for a while. He's not going anywhere, especially with the cap. Cap's going to stay stagnant next season. Then we'll see what happens with fans. Maybe his new TV contracts really start well, they're to kick not going in there. Anywhere, but the Falcons are stuck with him. Well, they're not going anywhere then. Like They're not winning with this guy. They made it to the Super Bowl with this guy in the past, and they're not going back. That's that. It's over. Like It's not like, oh, he's got another run left in him. He's done. Like It's done. And the way they're going, like I don't know, they could be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Look at their defense. They can't stop anything. You know, they, they, if they're going to, if they would, listen, if they, if we'll know, if they're trying to tank, then they're going to keep Dan Quinn. Like, if that's the deal, if they're, if they're going to tank, you know, they, they're going to keep Dan Quinn. But just imagine if they got Trevor Lawrence and they got a real quarterback, you know, like I said, they're all in four too. The Jets might suck, but so do the Falcons right now, George. It's funny. You can, there are a lot of teams that suck. Right? I mean, you can go up and down the league here. You either have seen, since you have the good teams or bad teams. The, the fight for Trevor Lawrence or Fields is going to be very interesting. I'm wondering if a team like, uh, yeah, I assume the Falcons would take Lawrence or Fields if they finished one. But what if somebody with a, already has a quarterback? What if Minnesota keeps imploding? I know they won this week, but, uh, you know, what if they get the number one pick? Would they take Lawrence over uh, over Cousins? Still to pay him that money? Well, be tough to do. Obviously over Kirk Cousins, yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, you know, Jacksonville is not as bad as we thought. You know, they're a yeah, bad team. The Jets are the worst team. It, it, I mean, are the Jets going to go 0 16, 1 16? Who are the Jets beating? Denver? Yeah. Yes, the Jets are going to go. The Jets. Like, the Jets are probably going to end up being the worst team the way they position themselves already. Only I say that because, look, Jacksonville's won a football game, Detroit's not trying to tank. You know, even subconsciously. So Detroit will find a way to win two or three games or something uh, before Matt Patricia's useless ass gets fired too. You're right. There's a lot of bad football teams. And 
lot of these teams are going to have a decision to make because they're going to have, you know, already going to have their quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew is a six-round draft pick. You can throw him out of the bus easily. Like, if you're the New York Jets, I mean, everyone's always high on Sam Darnold all the time. So it'll be bye-bye Sam Darnold, right? And what do you do with Sam Darnold? Are you going to trade him? Who wants him? What are you going to get for him? <laughs> like, it's just one of those. That's the problem. It's one of those deals. And we've seen Cam Newton was an MVP quarterback, and it was like, yeah, whatever. Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards. The guy's a third-string quarterback right now. Seems to be a pretty, like, look at Marcus Mariota. Annual playoff quarterback to, like, forgotten. Like, these guys will throw you out of the bus fast in the NFL at the quarterback position. Not just Colin Kyle. You don't have to protest the anthem to get thrown under the bus in this league. No, you don't. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Jets, I think the Jets are the worst team in football. If they get that number one pick, I assume they're taking it. Giants pretty bad, yeah, again. What are the Giants? Yeah, but Giants are will play too. Washington twice. Giants will play Washington twice. Giants have played a couple of Washington. good games. I mean, I, they, if Daniel Jones doesn't implode late in games, they're right there with Pittsburgh, right? They're right there with the Rams. They played a couple of good games and a couple of stinkers. I'm taking them against your Cowboys, actually. We were talking about this game earlier. Cowboys are laying Take nine and over. a half. Take the over. Oh, we're going to take the over, but the Giants average 11 points a game. So we're betting an over of a game with one team that averages 11, po- like, sorry, 11 points. Like, I don't know, like, honestly, you see them. They're worse now under Joe Judge than they were with Shermer. They're a worse football team. And, and Daniel Jones seems like worse off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least sure, I don't know. Like, before you had Eli and Shermer was an offensive guy. And there seemed to be, like, at least a direction with They've Dan. got issues. There's no direction right? now the, with the Joe. Giants. There's no direction right. with Joe. The Giants. He's running around on his own. It's like he's not getting coached. The You know, Judge is concerned about the defense. The defense is playing better, but the offense goes nowhere fast. And they end up losing in the end all the time. Like I said. I get it. Like, the Giants are rebuilding, but we see these coaches come in, and they're making things worse. Like, the Giants weren't this bad last year. I mean, they, they would they would, they would would win some games. But I guess, you know, in the big picture, the Giants are competing, as you stated. They competed with the Rams. Or, look, George, they played good on the road. The Giants played okay at the Bears. They, were, they hung around in that game. Uh, they hung around with Pittsburgh at home in week one until the second half. You know, their worst game of the year was the game against San Francisco. They got blown out. They are working hard. I'll give them that. And as you stated, it comes down to Daniel Jones not being an idiot. But I don't know, man. Like, these quarterbacks just are who they are. And you know, I've I've picked up this kid a lot. But his stock is falling fast in my eyes. But with that being stated, I do love that over 54 with the Giants and the Cowboys. More George Kurtz on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah, we should just replace that uh, with the, you know, the Generals with the Falcons. We really should. Just insert Falcons. <laughs> just say instead of the Generals, <laughs> you bet all your money on the Falcons? Are you crazy? Are you stupid? Are you a moron? Yes, check. Correct. See, si, si, senor, we, oui. uh, da, and whatever other language you want to come up with. What's what's the definition of moron? Look it up. You, know, you look up the definition of moron, you'll see a picture of me. And you'll see an Atlanta Falcon logo. That's what you'll see when you look up the definition of moron. So we break it down on the uh, Monday night uh, meltdown. So, um, all right, we were talking NFL uh, football with uh, with Kurtz. Of course, Kurtz, a Cowboy fan, but uh, also a New York Yankee fan. And there's another loss that we had. Started off the day so well, too, um, in that Houston game. (laughs) But uh, then the wheels uh, just uh, fell apart. Yeah. you know, it's like uh, the, the tricycle fell fell apart. It's like uh, it was like a tragic uh, Charlie Chaplin, um, you know, black and white reel or something like that uh, today. Or I should say, it's more like Benny Hill with the Atlanta Falcons. Just you know, what? It's one of these nights tonight. It's uh, normally George. I do this every day. I bet uh, all the time or whatever. I I really don't get as mad as I used to. I used to get like this often every night. Like I'd really hate the team that like lost and stuff. But I blame myself. I don't blame the Falcons for sucking. I blame myself for, like, betting on them. And I took them plus the points. I had them in teasers. And it's just, you know, it's one thing to lose a bet. It's another thing to lose a bet on a team that you know that screws you all the time. And here we are again. I'm having a hard time getting over it, Kurtz. Yeah, I think we all have those teams, right, that uh, we can't win on. And we always say we're going to stay away from it, but we always go back. We always get sucked in for some reason. Yeah. I think what annoys me the most, uh, what you're talking about, it gets on me too, and I know better. I know I never went on this team, yet I go back to them. You know, you and I joked, uh, I think it was two years ago, well, the Mets won like 18 games in a row. The one game they lost, I bet on them. And uh, I'll never go back to them again. Uh, it's always even a bug on a certain night. But what frustrates me is when, you know, I'd rather get blown out by uh, like if you bet the under in a Dallas Cleveland game yesterday. All right, you weren't close. I lost. Big deal. I, I, I'll move on. But when you lose once something that's close, like I, I had the Blake Snell over uh, 4.5 strike, whatever strikeout total was tonight. I lost by a half. Lost by the hook, and that that's frustrating. That annoys me. You know, other than that, you know, a loss is going to come. Something with the amount of games that you bet, you're going to lose. Uh, 
I, I, I was on the Falcons tonight, too. We said it with uh, Cam last night. I thought they would lose the game but cover the seven. That didn't quite happen. No, and it even came down to five. Everybody started jumping in on the Atlanta Falcons uh, in this game. So, um, well, at least, you know, you can take solace in the fact that the New York Yankees uh, were victorious uh, tonight in a baseball game that went back and forth uh, early. Finally, the Yankees break it open and uh, win the baseball game 9-3. And in a five-game series, listen, in any playoff series, obviously every game is is important, but in a five-game set, game one, you know, every game is just big. It just is. And especially when you got Garrett Cole on the hill, you know, now basically the Rays have put themselves in a position that they're going to have to be able to beat uh, Garrett Cole uh, moving forward. And, you know, we brought this up uh, tonight, you know, and I should have known better, but, you know, the Rays were 8-2 this year. But, George, you know this being a Yankee fan. Aaron Judge didn't play in six of those games. I think Stanton missed um, four of them. LeMahieu didn't play in a bunch of them. They were never really like fully loaded, all right, when they played against the um against the Rays this year. And and we see it come to pass tonight. But nevertheless, um game two tomorrow, Glass now goes for the Rays against Garcia. And I'll tell you what, Glass now was like filthy against the Blue Jays. Uh like he was nasty. Nine strikeouts, like he was really on top of his game, really on top of his stuff. Uh so they send the, the youngster on the hill here tomorrow. Uh, the, the kid gets the start for the Bombers. What's your take on this game? As uh, the Rays are small favorites, minus 115. I actually took the Rays in the series. I thought the, uh, the fact that they did go 8-2, and two, I don't care who played for the Yankees. The pitching is all Rays here. Today was the one matchup that was in the Yankees' favor. Not massively in the Yankees' favor, but you'll take Cole over Snell. The Yankees look good again. They've now hit, what, is it 11 home runs in three playoff games against Bieber, Carrasco, and Snell starting? That's impressive. That's impressive there. They're a different team again right now. They look like that team that won, what, 10 games in a row, whatever it was, not the 5-15 and 15 team. They're playing well on all cylinders. They're not making mistakes. Cole only went six innings, really didn't have his best stuff tonight. But the bullpen is fresh. Scoring those extra runs in the ninth inning was big. It saves you uh, Chapman for tomorrow. But once again, you said it, Glasnow against uh, Gar- And we have no idea what Garcia is going to do tomorrow. He's a rookie. He's made, what, five starts? We'll see, but no one knows. You know he's not he going to go back gem. He like I no, doubt that's why it was so big. Out. Like they're, they're not going to tempt fate, right? Like if he pitches really, really well, like two times, he won't rotation, go three times in the lineup. Yeah, I don't think they're going to say, He'll "Well, let's see if the kid can give us seven. They'll be like, "Nah, I nah, get him out after four, you know? Right? He will. He will not go three times through the lineup. He won't do that because the Yankees will realize, even if you have to blow out your bullpen somewhat tomorrow, if you get a win there, I don't think Tampa Bay yeah. win in three straight days. I don't think that. So the Yankees should go all out to win tomorrow. But like I said, it's an unknown. We don't know what Garcia is going to do. And if they lose tomorrow, listen, they got Tanaka going against Morton on uh, Wednesday. Tanaka's been terrible. It was terrible last week. It was terrible in his last couple of starts in the regular, whatever they want, you want to call it this season. So the Yankees can't feel all that confident about that. And if it goes to Thursday, I don't think they know who is starting. Hap, Montgomery, anybody have confidence there? You know, I imagine the uh, Rays would probably go with some sort of bullpen game, which they do so often. So I said today was really important for the Yankees to win because now it gives them a little breathing room. They can relax a little bit. And if Glasnow's wild tomorrow, which he can be at times, he's got great stuff. But sometimes he's wild. He doesn't know where the ball's going. If, he, if he's that kind of person tomorrow, it could play into the Yankees' favor. Uh, FanDuel has a new series price uh, listed even after uh, tonight's uh, baseball game. Yankees are now minus 270 to win the series. Tampa Bay Rays plus 220 to come back. And, 
Yeah, listen, the Rays are a resilient team. They're not going to roll over because they lost this baseball game. And Garrett Cole really is one of the best pitchers in the game. And like uh, like George Stadies. So you're sending this kid. How old is Garcia? 21? 22? It's 21, I think. It's 20, I, think I think he's 21, 21. right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, 21. Like, he's a kid. So, uh, But a lot of the, like, I, you know, you get these guys out there sometimes and they're too, like, you know, the saying, George, he's too young. He's too dumb, too young and dumb to know any better, right? He doesn't know. Like, ah, well, he doesn't feel pressure. Ah, he doesn't know. <laughs> like, it's one of those, some of these kids just don't care. And, they, you know, they, they don't realize. You'll often see that. Um, all right, so let's let's blast through the games uh, tomorrow. Early game is the uh, the Marlins and the Braves. Marlins and the Braves. Uh, we got Alcantara and uh, Freed on the hill here. What's your take on this one? Should be a low-scoring game. You got the aces for both teams here. Both guys, I mean, Alcantara throws hard. Freed is, uh, I mean, he throws mid-90s, but he's more of a, uh, a field pitch. He's going hit to hit his spots. I mean, you have to like the uh, the Braves. Of course, when the pitching's even, in this case, it's close to even. I would give the edge to the Braves here with Freed, but the Braves can hit, right? We know they got a much better offense yeah. than uh, than the Marlins, especially if Marte. He, I can't see how he's playing, although they haven't made up their mind to put him on the roster yet with that fractured pinky. How can you swing a bat? I can't see that healing in five days. So I think it's a big edge when the pitching's close. You're gonna go with the Braves here. We know it's gonna take one shot from Acuna, maybe one shot from Azuna, Freeman. I'll go with the Braves tomorrow. You know, I tell you, the Marlins, nice payback, plus 167 uh, payback for for the Miami Marlins. I'm not really in a hurry to be laying minus 192, but I do think the Braves are going to win the series uh, as well. It, it doesn't it just feel like, George, we're sort of, you know, it's funny because it's easy for me to say this now because I did, you know, I like the Rays in the series, but I was thinking about it tonight. I, I was on uh, Houston today, but wouldn't it just be fitting Houston and the Yankees? You know, there's a lot of bad blood. It'll be your opportunity for payback. <laughs> Um, I was on Houston today, and they they get it done. They're you know they're it's sort of like the Patriots. They're motivated by everyone's hate towards them, and you know they're they're winning right now. They're sort of playing with house money. The Astros as well. What do you make of this baseball game? A lot of pressure on the Athletics, and quite frankly, an Athletic team that hasn't had a lot of postseason success. I mean, that wild card series win, and yeah, you want I don't know. That's not really even real a playoff win, but whatever. Uh, that's like the first series they've won in a long time. It's like, like I said, like the A's are one of these teams. They, you know, they're good in the regular season, but then they choke in the playoffs all the time. I think Houston are going to knock them off. But the question is, do they win again tomorrow, Houston? Well, interesting decision here today in this game, right? Uh, and tomorrow's uh, almost similar. Well, actually, I think it is similar. No Zach Grinke. Yo, what are they doing? I what mean, are they uh, saving him for? I, What's Dusty's like? I madness? don't know. Is he's like game three and seven or like five? Like there is no seven. And the thing is, Greinke pitched well, right? And his start, George. So it's not like, well, he got lit up, so we're kind of shaky on him. Like, what's the deal with this? And it's not like they have an abundance of starters, right? Oh, we have a big stable here. We can pitch anybody. No, you no, don't. You're starting Fabio Valdez. Valdez tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I haven't heard a reasoning for this. You know, I, I have not heard what, why he's doing this. Him going game McCullers two was, instead of game one, maybe needed the extra days. days. Yeah, McCullers was was he hasn't pitched in nine days. He you know he had nine strikeouts, and listen, he pitched well, right? So I don't know, I I don't know because it's not like one of those like a best of three, George, right? Because that's what I was thinking earlier. Like, what's your what's your game plan here? It's not like a best of three. What's like, all right, we're saving our best guy for game two, or even like remember like St. Louis rolled the dice with Flaherty in game three, etc. That we talked about. 
Yeah, I don't understand the method to the madness here with Granky, unless there's something wrong with him that we don't know about. I haven't heard anything, but that's what the uh, first thing I thought of is something bothering him. You know, the fact that he, he's has he not even announced for game three? No, they haven't announced their start for game three yet, which is even more strange. I mean, is, is something wrong with Granky here? Because, listen, you have to go game one. Cole goes game one for the Yankees so they can pitch somewhat in game five. Wouldn't you do the same thing with your ace? Yeah, it's baffling. All right, hang in here, George. We'll quickly hit the uh, the, uh, the other games on the other side. Los Angeles Dodgers. Too bad for San Diego that, uh, you know, they lost Lebet and uh, Clevenger. But, hey, it is what it is. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Hey, Bobby. All right, Bobby. Bobby. Four trades late night continues. George Kurtz kicking with us. All right, great job, Master Control, Midtown Manhattan. Our boy Yank uh, getting it done here this evening. Uh, We were just talking uh, some baseball right now. And uh, Zach Greinke's situation. And, you know, I was thinking that there was something wrong with him. But uh, basically, Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker, point blank, doesn't trust him, uh, essentially. In which Dusty Baker uh, tells tells uh, local media that um, um, Greinke hasn't been sharp uh, in his last three starts. Lance has been exceptionally sharp, and we want to keep uh, Framber on a pretty regular rotation because Framber has been one of our best. When asked if Granke would pitch game three, they're undecided between him and Urquidy right now. Like, this is what it, like, uh, the thing is, we know about Granke's psyche, George, in the past, too. Are you really helping this guy? Because, what, are you not pitching him in the five games? So... Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to throw him in here now in a game four? Wow, we didn't trust you at all, but now go save our ass now late in the series, George. This is a weird approach by Dusty Baker to publicly basically state that his pitching hasn't warranted him a start. Like, that's a little harsh, isn't it? <laughs> it is harsh, especially for a guy who's also signed with the team. It's not like he's going anywhere. Like he's a, well, he's a six-time, six-time I mean, all-star and a Cy Young Award winner, too, right? Let's add. And as you stated, yeah, he signed for a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, Dusty's not wrong as far as what he's pointing out. I mean, over his last uh, five starts, he had a 6.07 ERA and 1.43 whip. The, uh, the playoff game against Minnesota, he went four innings, uh, one run, two hits, three walks. Not terrible. The walks are concerning somewhat. Uh, but you're right. I mean, this is a weird situation. that You think all these guys are better than Granky On the season, I mean, he was 4.03 ERA, obviously, the last couple of starts. I'll tell you what, George. Built that up. This is ballsy by Dusty Baker, isn't it? Like, not a lot, not a lot of managers would have the balls to leave a pitcher that makes that much money out of the rotation right now. You know, like Especially Dusty, like clearly, team. he's not going anywhere. How do you justify <laughs> this? How care. do you talk to Granky next year? 
Yeah, I know. Like, well, I, it's, I don't know. I'm baffled by this. It's unheard of. So, like, what, like, that's the way you don't trust him? Like, not even for game three? Yeah, yeah, he's pitching game three. And then even Dusty now, and Dusty says no, and he's not available out of the bullpen either. They said no, he's not out of the available out of the bullpen. So, what, it's, you're just not strange. using Zach Greinke in this series, Dusty? Is this your deal? You better win the series, bro. You know, if if there was an injury, we'd all understand this, right? But uh, Or, you know, if Dusty was covering for him, he would say something different. He wouldn't throw him under the bus right here. Well, he's not pitching well. You know, it, it's a strange situation. You put yourself in a bad spot here because you're right. If they, you know, if they lose, they want, let's say he's going to go game four. You're down 2-1. Hey, you, you just said it. Zach, can you save our butts, you know, before we get eliminated here? How do you go back to him? <laughs> how, how can Zach have any faith in Dusty? You know, especially with his, and you mentioned he's a nutcase as it is, right? He's a little well, off, now uh, he off the knows, wall here. Now he knows the manager doesn't trust him. Like, point blank. It's not even an if, George. Like, it's not. The manager doesn't trust you. That's why I'm surprised Dusty would have said that. Why didn't he, you know, give some, uh, you know, call, some cardboard cutout uh, reason why? Oh, you know, we think it'd be better with a couple of days extra rest, oh, yeah, that sort of thing. Analytics, yeah, analytics, matchups, yeah, you know, our matchup, our guys told us, yeah, exactly, you know, come up with right, anything, lie about it. Why do you, it's the one time I probably don't tell the truth. You know, I, I yeah, but he's it's an interesting situation. This is why. I see this blows up. Like, Dusty, Dusty offends people. Like, he does. Like, he's, he doesn't care. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I'm managing to win this series, and if I hurt feelings, I, I, so be it, right? And he's probably thinking Dusty probably won't even be there next year. Dusty's probably thinking maybe, you know what? I'm not even going to be here. I, I'm doing this just for a one-off. I'm out of here after this. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't care. I got to tell you what, if I was that Grinky, I'd want the hell out of there, though. Like this, and any other team, this would be a major controversy. Like, imagine, like, they didn't pitch Syndergaard in a five-game series or something, George. Oh, this happened in New York, you know, Boston, <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, this guy's got six years, a $206 million dollar contract. Yeah, people would flip. I'm looking at, I don't know. I'm looking at it now. When, let's see. So he signed the 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Next year's his last year. So he's, he is with Houston next year, making about $38 million a year. And you're not pitching him in the playoffs. Million. I don't know. If you're the owner, don't you, if you're the owner, don't you have some questions about this? What am I saying? If I'm a GM, I have uh, unless, unless the GM okay this. Point. You bring up an interesting point though. If Dusty knows he's not coming back, then he doesn't care. I don't care. I'm not going to be here next year anyway. I don't care if he's ticked off. Let, let, let the next yeah. guy deal with this. But I think Dusty is coming a, back. Pinch. I don't know. He took the. He's old, bro. He took the job in a pinch. Maybe he doesn't like this COVID crap. You know what I mean? Maybe he doesn't like the cheating stuff. That would make sense. If that if something like that happens where he, you know he's not coming back next year, then I can buy all of this and I have no problem with this. Yeah, does he do whatever you want to do? You don't you don't care. It's why it's always interesting to me in sports. You know, people oh, think, oh, why is the GM doing this? Series? Why is the GM? Let's say they win oh, and then what? Hey, Zach, you know, everything's I'm fine now, buddy. Senile. We didn't trust you. <laughs> but you'll be great against the Yankees next round. You'll be fine. You know, whatever. Like I said, but it's why Gabe. I always find it interesting where we criticize GMs sometimes for the moves they make. Because people think GMs are going to have a job for life. Sometimes GMs realize if I don't get in the playoffs now, if I don't win now, I'm not going to have a job next year. What do I care about a number one pick? Number, you know, Three number ones, whatever it might be. I need to win now. Else next year, it just doesn't matter to me. So that's why I think sometimes yeah. you see weird trades in all sports because they're thinking now, not tomorrow. Oh, you're totally right. You're, you're, uh, Bill O'Brien acted that way in, in Houston, and look what it got him. He still couldn't win. <laughs> you're right. Um, but, you know, you raise a good point, though, George, as far as – Decisions like this are made with management, George, 
not the ownership group. I mean, the old man, the old man owner's not like sitting in on meetings about who the starting pitchers are going to be. But the scouting department, the GM, the you know, pro, pro, uh, you know, pro personnel directors, etc. Dusty Baker's not just sort of telling the organization, "Oh, by the way, I made the decision not to start Granky." Right? I don't buy that. Even with Dusty Baker, like you said, when you're paying a guy thirty million, thirty-eight million dollars a year, there's have to going to have to be explanations or permission. Like, oh, by the way, yeah, I'm not starting this guy. And this is why I'm not starting. I mean, if you want to win, but I don't know. I just think it's harsh. Like I would, you know, I would roll him out here personally. I, I trust Zach Greinke enough to start. I mean, the guy's pitched in World Series before George. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like, if there's no injury, I'm with you. I'm starting him. I, yeah. I could sort of buy the, the the McCullough's thing, even though he hadn't pitched in nine days. So there's a chance for some rust there. But there's no way. There's no way I'm not pitching him in the first three games. If you want to tell me, okay. The, Whatever, whatever analytics tell you, it's not going to change. You're playing the same team here. Unless his numbers against Oakland are horrific, which I didn't look up all fantasy pitched against uh, Oakland uh, this uh, season. Last time against Oakland, I mean, he didn't pitch great, but it wasn't terrible. Three runs in five innings. And his start before yeah. that was no runs in six innings. So he's given up three runs in 11 innings against Oakland. That's that's pretty good. You know, so that makes little – like I said, I never get why these managers are doing it. But one thing I do agree with you on, 100% on, is I doubt Dusty Baker did this on his own. I imagine – we know baseball. It's all analytics today. And assuming Houston has a big, a big an analytic department as most teams, they're told what to do. You know, you know, the Yankees are pretty much told what yep. your lineup should be. Well, Boone is deciding who comes in there from the bullpen and when. Oh, exactly. And, if, and listen, Dusty would be a guy that would be anti that, but also – He's not going to start a, a a freaking war in the middle of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to start a war with the organization. Like, well, I'm doing this and screw you. And like, and there, there, we would hear that there would be problems in that room. It would come out that wow, what the hell's going on in there? Um, but you know, to be honest, Valdez has been good down the stretch, George. He really has been. And Irkwood, he's been good too uh, for them. So, you know, like I said, Dusty's rolling the dice. So the Dodger game's off the board. And speaking of pitching, because uh, San Diego, uh, TBD right now, at least as of right now, George, you know, all sports books have this off. We know that Walker Bueller's going for the Los Angeles Dodgers, but we don't know about San Diego right now. We do know it won't be Denilson uh, Lamette. He, uh, he's not going to pitch. Uh, I don't think it'll be Clevenger either. I think Clevenger will pitch in this series, but probably not game one. I don't know if he's ready to pitch game one. He just had that bullpen on Sunday. You're going to throw him in game one? I mean, I would think he goes game two. Uh, I, you got to feel bad for the Padres. Not only are you playing with Dodgers, right, which is rough enough as it is, and they should have reseeded, by the way. How about Dodgers not end up playing the Miami, whatever, baseball. Uh, but you don't have Clevenger because he gets hurt late. You don't have Lamette, he gets hurt late. I mean, my God, you want to play the best team in baseball, right? So it's a rough situation for the Padres here. I love the way this, uh, this team is headed. They're going to be a good team. You give this team another year or two, give those young players time to mature, and they have a farm system. They have more guys coming up. I mean, this is going to be a dynamite team. This team will battle with the Dodgers eventually. I don't think they're ready to do it right now. I don't think it matters who pitches tomorrow. They lose. Well, you know what? Listen, Zach Davies has been all right. You know what I mean? I mean, to me, that's that seems to be the, the way. I think that's what they're going to do. But their challenge is they just don't have a lot of arms, guys. Right. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, potentially playing five games in five days. So they're looking at the big picture about like, you know, 
you know, mate, you could, I could honestly see them rolling guys out, George, and say, all right, Davies, you know, you're pitching. We're going to try to get, you know, three, four innings out of you, and then we're going to roll you out again in two days type thing. Like, we don't know, like, what their plan is. And that that's the big thing right now, that the organization is meeting and trying to put a plan together for the challenge of a potential five, five games in five days with limited arms. It's going to be a lot of their bullpen, George. It's going to be a lot of their bullpen. Oh, did, we saw that on the games two and three last week, right? It was they threw I think eight yeah. and nine. They may have more than nine guys in one game. It was nuts, and they had no choice because they had yeah. no starters yeah. left. You can't and lose remember, two starters this late. Remember when you and I talked about it too? They said Zach Davies. He said, "Yeah, we're gonna have to get like you know we, we need like six or seven from Zach today." They pulled him after like two three innings that night, George. I remember we were talking about it on Friday. Yeah, and they That's went right. to the pen. They, I was like, man, they said that they needed. Him and he wasn't even that bad, but they had a quick hook with him. I swear they like that. that it, he, I think it's over managing personally, George. I think these guys with all these pitching changes all the time, it's just over the top. But um, that that's what they do. That's the modern game right now. Analytics. I agree with you there too. This is exactly what we talked about on Friday. A lot of over managing, and a lot of young managers haven't been here before. They they get a little nervous. Uh, you don't want to let guy let a guy go through. You know, you don't want to let them work it out. I get it. it's a playoff game. You can't let them figure it out, right? And then games two, they were both games they played it were elimination games, right? They would have lost either one. They were done. So I get it, but uh, I think they got to be careful here because a and the Padres. If you told the Padres right now you're going to play game five on Saturday, they'll take that. They'll take a game five. I don't think it gets that far, but they'll take it. And you and know they're what Tingler's saying? Uh, you know, and it's totally his attitude, and I believe him on this. He says basically that. Everybody's available on Tuesday. They're they totally live one game at a time. This team, and I don't have a problem with it, George. Like he basically, you know what I mean? You can tell like that's how he managed through the last series. It's like I'll deal with that problem when I cross that bridge later tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, and I, that's what he's saying. He's saying basically, uh, everyone, everyone's going to be available on Tuesday. Everyone's fresh, and we're going to take it from there. <laughs> I like his attitude. I think he's right. How else is he gonna take it? I mean, uh, Clevenger <laughs> will pitch, know. so I. Can, but even when Clevenger pitches, how many game? How many innings can Clevenger go? How many pitches ah, can he throw? That's another thing. Three, three innings, forty pitches. He's not going deep. Right? He's not going deep. I'm a little surprised they didn't try and act, uh, activate Mackenzie uh, Gore or, or Patino, their top uh, young starters. George Kurtz, great stuff, uh, George tonight. Enjoy talking baseball. George Kurtz, Sports Grid's very own. Thanks, George. Be good, guys. Sports race late night. Quick as 120 minutes before winding down. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage Late Night. Quickest 120 minutes in sports. Uh, was no exception uh, here this evening. Shout out to everybody uh, tuning in on a Mighty Air 1090 as we throw it down in SoCal. 
uh, tonight and, of course, across uh, the country or whatever country you might be uh, tuning in because uh, we're international, baby. We got people uh, worldwide that are rageaholics. Um, so we got the New York Yankees uh, tomorrow coming off a, a 9-3 win. They're sending the kid uh, to the hill uh, tomorrow. Uh, they're sending the kid uh, to the hill uh, tomorrow. Garcia has really come out of nowhere uh, right now. And the Rays have never faced Garcia before. I think that's one of the one of the reasons why um, the Yankees like rolling out this kid in this spot. The fact um, that the Rays have never seen him before. Obviously, they're going to um, they're going to have tape. Garcia is New York's top uh, pitching prospect. Uh, he made his major league uh, baseball debut on August the thirtieth. Uh, thirty three strikeouts in thirty four and a third innings. That's the thing with the Yankees, man. When the Yankees have a swagger and the Yankees are healthy, like they have reason to have a swagger. Dangerous baseball team. Dangerous baseball team. And, you know, I don't know, man. I'm going to snap, actually. I'm going to freaking snap if it ends up being the Dodgers and the Yankees in a World Series. I've been waiting for a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, uh, a rematch since 1981. All right, Dodgers and Yankees played in the World Series in 1981. They haven't played in the series since. And, you know, it's just, it's Major League Baseball's dream matchup. Old school Brooklyn Dodgers versus the New York Yankees. You know, one of the greatest rivalries in the history of any sport. There's just so much magic to it. You know, you get New York, L.A., it's just special. But, you know, Dodgers, Yankees, there's something really special about that. And I've lived in Los Angeles, and I've lived in New York, and it's never happened. I did Dodgers in Boston. Yeah, it was sort of close, but yeah, whatever. And I knew the Dodgers were going to lose. <laughs> so I didn't want to go to Boston <laughs> to watch them lose. Four trades late night. Shout out to Bobby and Kurt. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.